check the vending machines a weekly pop culture podcast on the internet where two best friends get together to talk about pop culture stuff i'm jason that's zach what's going on man not much man you know just did the big move so it's been uh really busy the past couple of days so i haven't been checking out too much but um that doesn't matter because we got a big big month ahead of us so well we have big rest of the month yeah for sure that's true I still don't know the logistics of how you're planning on watching uh, Kingsman and Matrix. Yeah, um, well, I think I'm definitely watching Matrix at least once at home. And then I'll probably go to the theater once. Um, and then Kingsman, I'll just have to go to the theater. But um But yeah, no, uh, I don't know. The HBO stuff, yeah, it gets kind of weird because, well, I guess if I don't like The Matrix, I won't see it a second time. So that will answer that question. Because for me, it's home either regardless for Matrix. That's that's a home, home yeah. movie. And then um, I'm not planning on seeing it in theaters. So either way, I'm thinking maybe I'll do a double weekend where mm. I just watch Matrix on HBO Max and then I go see Kingsman uh that weekend that might be that might be the move too if uh yeah if it all works out like that 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 might be the move uh we'll have to see how it all shakes out because regardless of how good matrix is which who knows who knows where it'll be the the point is that um i do not want to risk watching that movie around a bunch of fucking annoying people Oh, well, yeah, for sure. That is going to be and, pain in the And it's The Matrix, so it's going to happen. That If any, <clears throat> any movie is going to do it, it's going to be that movie and that Marvel movie. Oh, the Marvel movies are the worst to be in a theater with. So it, that's that's going to be a home viewing for me. But hey, man, yeah. it's, it's a Sunday afternoon, which we don't really do anymore. Um, no, not too much. I'm sipping on a, a Mexican-style lager. From Ooh. Lo-Fi Brewing, which is a local local place. Okay. And it's good, man. It's pretty good. What are you drinking? Uh, you know me, man. I've been on my kick. Uh, so I've just been drinking some LaCroix. Some oh, okay. Limoncello. Keeping a little little PG today on my side, so. I still don't, I don't, I don't fuck with those, man. I don't know what it is. I just got on the I think it started because I started drinking like the hard seltzer stuff. And so then I just got used to the taste of seltzer water. And so now it's just like not even that big of a deal to me. Because I used to not like them at all. But I still don't. Oh, I try I, I tried one literally here's one. Here's one from last night. Mm-hmm. I tried one last night. It's it, this it's literally it's sixty percent full because I took a big sip of it and I hated it. Yeah. I thought it was terrible. The only one I've had from the Bud Light ones is they've got like the they've got like a lemonade one that I had, um, but but I haven't like tried their regular ones. Usually I just drink like 
I don't know. I'm like basic bitch about it. So I really just drink like White Claws and like that's about it. So yeah, my fiance really likes Trulies. I've heard that that's that's good stuff too. I know um, in my parents' place, their fridge is stocked with like. Well, they also share it with my brother and his girlfriend, but uh, that their alcohol fridge is stocked with like Trulies and a bunch of different other kinds of like seltzer brands that I've never heard of before, but. Yeah. And then regular beer, because my dad don't drink no seltzer. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it's beer for me. I bought yeah. I bought some new. Um, I bought a bottle of scotch last weekend. Okay. I, I never heard of it. It's probably a really popular brand. I never heard of it before because I don't drink scotch. I drink more bourbon. Yeah. But it was in a cool. It was, it was like a giraffe branded, and it came in a really cool like yellow like tin huh. case, like a figure. Interesting. Um, so I, I and because what, what it was I was I needed to go to the liquor store because I needed to buy some Kahlua because I wanted to finally try a White Russian. Okay. I wanted to just make a Big Lebowski themed yeah. whatever. And first off, those things are fucking deadly. Are they? I don't know how the fuck the the dude from Big Lebowski drinks those things like fuck. It's good, but holy shit, dude! I thought it was gonna be like a, like, a, like a wuss drink. Oh my god! And I made it. And I was like, "Holy crap! This thing is gonna <laughs> knock me on my ass, man." You know what I mean? Um, and then I took a little bit of sip of my of my scotch that I bought, and I just I didn't like it. Mm. But I think it was more so because I still had so much coffee and cream flavor in my mouth right, from the White from Russian. The white so I, I I'm gonna try it again later. But right now yeah. I just I'm going for some some craft beer, and it's a good day because we're talking about the Matrix. We are, and we skip Golden Circle. Because of you, because you're moving. Yes. And we're here. Uh, we're, we'll get back to Golden Circle at some point. Um, yeah. I can I can give a short review of it. It's good. It's not as good as the first movie by by any means, but it's mm. but it's it's fine. Uh, okay. But we're gonna do the Matrix today. Yeah, it's hard to, to talk about the Matrix because it's. I'm gonna say this. Okay. Because it's a perfect movie. That's really hard. Yeah. To break down because it's been broken down so many times. So I'm just going to talk about what I like a lot on my end. Mm. And I don't know how, you, how you're how you going to play it. But I'm a, story story whatever. We can break down story stuff if you want. But just in terms of what I like. What I geek out over the Matrix. That's kind of where I'm going to focus on. Yeah I mean I think that's fair. I mean, yeah I think that's the problem with like doing like a big movie like the Matrix. Or something like that. Which is like. What can you really say about it that like hasn't been said by like Everybody. thousands of other people? So, yeah. so I'm gonna start there, man. Which is this? Okay. As I always start this thing, which is, uh, what's your history with the Matrix? When did you first watch it? Do you remember first seeing it? Do you remember how did you feel about it when you first saw it? Do you remember that stuff like that? Where what's your history with the 1999 Matrix? Yeah, I mean, I can't remember exactly what age I watched it. I think it was middle school. But my parents had, uh, I think it was around the time it was like my uncle and aunt were like just getting rid of a bunch of their old like DVDs and stuff like that. And so they had like a, I don't know if you had them. They were like, a, it was like a cardboard flip cover almost with like a, uh-huh like a attachment on the side like it wasn't a traditional case like no, it, it was like it a, was a cardboard cover with the black clip that like yeah snapped, like snapped on yeah so we had that dvd so i watched that dvd like a bunch and i just loved it so much and i really done i mean when i was a kid i didn't pay too much attention to like the 
philosophy stuff. I just thought that the action looked fucking cool, and I loved watching all of that stuff over and over again. Yeah. I thought, like, the all the bullet time stuff and everything. I mean, basically, you know, the second half of the movie, once they break into the building to take back Morpheus, is, like, my brain is just, like, on overdrive that entire time when I was, like, in middle school. Yeah. I fucking love that shit. I had, I had a similar but different history with the first movie, which is that I didn't see it until probably, like, 2001. Okay. And it's because... I just never got a hold of it. I never rented it. I just it didn't really appeal to me from that cardboard cover or from the yeah. from the VHS cover, which is the the poster. But I did, mm-hmm. I just never really appealed to me because I was never into Equilibrium or like into like yeah. I, I liked the Crow a lot, but I didn't see the Crow until I was like in middle school. Right. So I didn't really care about like gothic, like ravey leather type mm-hmm. stuff. I mean Batman, but um. Yeah. And if I knew what the Matrix was before that, then I would have I would have rented the shit out of it up when I came yeah. out, but I didn't. But I remember playing like when you're a kid, you just play. You go around, mm-hmm. go outside and play in the playground, oh, yeah. or you play Power Rangers, you play Common Rider, you play whatever ninjas, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And a lot of my friends who had seen it because they had a their their parents were huge uh, cinephiles, which my parents weren't. Uh, my mm-hmm. dad, my dad still watches the same movies, which is just turn on AMC or Western Channel and watch whatever yeah. John Wayne movies on. That's his, that's his thing, right? So his, my friend's parents were huge movie people, and they had a huge bookcase full of DVDs and VHS tapes, which I had never seen that many before. And they had a big fucking flat screen, you know, the big fat wide screen. What's what are they called? Projection TVs or whatever. Yeah, with the fat back, and. They're watching it one day on DVD, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this looks, this looks cool." And we would go play outside, and they mm-hmm. just kept being like, "Oh, we're doing the Matrix," and they would like say, "Oh, you, you're, we're, we're gonna play fight, and we're, I'm, I'm doing the Matrix right now, so I'm, you're moving, I'm moving faster than you." And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, do the Matrix? I don't know." But everyone, every kid I was playing with, hang out with, would just would say that, and they would always reference the Neo dodging the bullet scene. Scene, so man. I was like, man, I, I must, I gotta see this fucking movie. So by the time yeah. I see it in like 2001, I didn't get half the movie. Oh yeah, you know, it's going over my damn head. I'm an idiot kid. Yeah, I grew, I was raised on Hong Kong martial arts movies, which is pretty much like, okay, Jackie, you're a bad kid. You drink some wine, you get drunk, you fight people. Boom, done. So I, I watched this movie, and I, I remember being like. I don't know what the I don't know if I felt I don't know if I could at, at at the age that I was at I don't think I could put this into words but I think I remember the feeling kind of like Pepsi Blue which is like okay. I remember like my worldview of movies being like okay there's something different here yeah. it's the same way I felt about like a couple years later I watched The Godfather for the first time being like okay this is a different this is not Jet Li the one this is a different yeah. Animal, even that movie came out around the same time that I watched The Matrix. Um, mm. And I remember finishing that movie being like, okay, this is... And then pretty soon after that, obviously, we get we get two and three. So right. I'm like, perfect timing. So I, I was very impressed, but I didn't see it until a couple of years later. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that was definitely a similar experience that I had, especially with like, you know, just like going outside and playing in the, uh, like doing The Matrix and like, 
trying to do like bullet time and stuff, like pretending that you're like going like slow-mo and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I definitely did that as well. I think I, cause I remember watching it at whatever ages I was at. Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't really a movie in my rotation until like a couple years later when okay. I got a copy of it myself. Because by that point, I'm still pretty much just watching, like, pro wrestling, mm-hmm. Jet Li, Jet, Jack, Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. and, like, insert American guys, John claude Yeah. Those, those movies. Those, those are the go-to movies. And then mm-hmm. by the time I got to middle school, I was kind of developing... And I'm not sure about you when, when you started really caring about movies, but... When I was in middle school, that was really when I started to like, okay, my dad had, had a magazine or uh, what's it called that magazine? Um, kind of like the Schwan man, you know, like the, the Swan Schwan, like food delivery. You like, right. Like, I remember that. It was like that, but for movies where like there, oh. a thing would come in the mail with like a bunch of movies at discounted prices. Like how Netflix used to do it or different? Uh, kind of, but not Netflix, but this was only buy, no renting. Okay. And he would like, okay, pick 10 movies out. Because at this point, my dad, like I said before on a podcast, I was raised in the video store and on TV. Yeah. So my dad was like, okay, cool. Here's a here's a pamphlet or whatever the fuck, like a, like a multicolored like graph and just a bunch of text of all the movies and the prices and just like, just pick some out. So, like, oh, well, I'll pick The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of when I started really like liking movies to the point where beyond just like punch, kick, explosion type yeah. thing. And that's really when I started, like, okay, I'm watching the movie. I'm understanding the elements to a degree. Not two or three, but just the first movie. I'm understanding right. kind of what's going on uh, with the philosophy stuff behind it. And then mm-hmm. that's when I was like, oh, this is literally just everything that I love about John Woo, Sue Hark, Ringo Lam, all that stuff from Hong Kong, plus everything I love about Donnie Yen and all that shit from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. combined and at the same time i'm discovering this big boobed anime girl who hacks into stuff on tv and she's mm-hmm. like the boss of a police squad and i'm like mm-hmm. oh this is like literally everything that i'm learning about at the same time is all it's literally the fucking matrix yeah so at that point it like skyrockets in my you know mm-hmm. my rankings of awesome movie right yeah, no, I get that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what I remember specifically about it was, I don't know why, but I think when I was a kid, I was definitely more, like, I still liked the first movie a lot, but I think the second one was always the one that, like, I rewatched a lot. Like, I rewatched all of them, but I think the second one I rewatched a lot because that fight with Smith and Neo. <laughs> yeah. That looks fucking looks awful now, now, but yeah. it looks terrible now. But when I was a kid, I was like, oh, this yeah, this is the dopest shit. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I mean, those are the things that really stood out to me when I was a kid was like specifically like the the action set pieces and, and all that stuff. And I think also because it had been a couple of years since I rewatched it uh, and I forgot how like that all that stuff with like him like in trinity going into the building to like rescue morpheus is still like 
30 to like 40 minutes before the end of the movie. Oh, that's it's, it's like it's, it's like the, still it's, like a bunch. I always feel like no, yeah. in my memory, it's always like, oh, yeah, this is like almost the end of the movie, and it's like, no, nope, there's still like 30 more minutes. Yeah, that's story. like the beginning of the third act, yeah, you know. First act, save Neo. Second act, teach Neo. Third yeah. act, Neo uses those skills. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that that scene so much. Of, I mean, there's... It's one of those movies, like I said before, for me at least, I don't know if people agree or not, that it's mm. it's so perfect. And there is, to me, there are very few perfect movies. And, but beyond the perfectness to me as a action nerd... Mm-hmm. What the movie did, does for me when I look back at hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, is that when I look back at the Matrix, there are only a few tentpole flicks in my life in the action genre specifically, primarily, that mm-hmm. make me go, okay, we can do more than just do, uh, you know, um, missing an action, or we can do like with any sort of Chuck Norris movie, like we can do mm-hmm. more than just. Time cop. There are, there are things we can, that action movies can do that no other genre can do, and they can do mm. it really, really, really well, or reinvent the idea of the action movie or the martial arts movie. And when I look back at the last twenty years of action movies, mm-hmm. the ones that only really make me go and you know twenty five years or whatever the fuck, but the ones that make yeah. me go, okay, this is redefining the genre and adding a level like t- taking it up a notch. It's like it starts with the Matrix, mm-hmm. and then it hits the raid, and then yeah. to me it's dread. It's yeah, like dread boom, boom, boom. Have... It's like boom, boom, yeah. boom. We have these like we have, and they're very different movies. Obviously, the raid, raid, and dread are like almost like cousins, in a yeah. sense. But like the idea of pacing and timing, it's like dude, like those three movies for me. I can't think of another action movie that tops those three in the last twenty five years. And maybe there are, I just can't remember them, but those three stand out to me as the biggest. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, I guess and maybe if you want to expand on this a little further, I maybe the first John Wick could probably be in there somewhere too. I, I just take Matrix then. That's true. You know. it, 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 it doesn't help that it's the same guy. So. Well, I think for me too with John Wick, I remember when John Wick was coming out, and I was very excited for it because I was listening to reviews. Oh, Keanu's coming back. But I kept thinking, this is like two years removed from the raid. And I'm just thinking yeah. like, the raid, the raid's it, dude. Raid 2011, the raid, this is it. Like, this is the yeah. best fucking action movie of all fucking time. It's mm-hmm. not, in my opinion, but it's like, seeing that in theaters, dude, in a theater full of like 10 people... And then yeah. the fucking 12-year-old and his mom were there. And the mom clearly had no idea what the fuck she was getting into. Because by the time there's a scene in the movie where they throw the guy off the, up the stairwell and he breaks his back on the stair, Cron Creek, mm-hmm. he like, she like picked, picks up her kid up and they leave. And I was like, you're not even there yet. You're not even fucking... This is this is so much better. Yeah. Um, and then John Wick was like, okay, this is, this is like a resurgence of Keanu. Yeah. And even though I love that movie... I think it's a fantastic movie. The Matrix eclipses it in terms of, for me, in ter- not even close in mm-hmm. quality. Um, and that's not me comparing it to it. It's just like when I think of like action movies, I, John Wick's great. There's three awesome movies and I hope that we get five. I hope we get yeah. seven. I, I'll watch them every single time. But I can just like, okay, 
I would rather watch The Matrix over any John Wick movie if I had to pick which one I'm watching for the night. Yeah, that's fair. So, with that being said, and we're kind of just rambling on here, with The Matrix, what do you think... How, how do you score the movie? When you look at when you look back on it with fresh eyes and watch it as an adult and kind of can comprehend all the story elements, when you watch and not even placing it as the first of a of a trilogy, just as a standalone The Matrix for the right. moment in the halls of action movies or movies or whatever, when you look back on it and rewatch it, how does it stand to you in terms of scoring, ranking, f- visual effects? What do you how's it how does it end up for you? I mean, I think it's still, like, a 10 out of 10 movie, dude. Like, it's still solid. Like, I mean, it's not like the effects are – they still hold up really, really well. I think the only one that's kind of questionable is Neo's infamous bold time scene where it's, like, the CGI on that looks a little wonky, which is, like – which is something that I think the second and the third movie do worse, which is, like, they do more of the CGI. And you can tell, especially in the movies, that whatever they were using did not age as well. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, overall, I mean, this movie is it's still fucking rock solid, dude. Like, the script is solid. The world building is, like, on point, 100%. All the characters, you instantly know, you know, what drives them, what they're trying to shoot for, what their point is in this story. And, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how it could be anything than, like, yeah, like a 10 out of 10, like, perfect movie. Like, it's still rock solid. I think the only gripe I think I could have with it, which is not even a gripe, Mm-hmm. It's more like I can see someone who doesn't love it the way I love it could 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 complain is that we don't really learn about any other of the crew except for the three characters and then maybe Cypher. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that, but then in the context of the movie, like you don't really need to because they yeah. all fucking they, they die, don't matter. So. Yeah, they don't matter. Yeah. Um, but I could see. I I guess I could. Yeah, I could see how that could be a complaint. Well, I, I was going to say something about it. My brain's like farting now, but it was a good point I was trying to make. Oh, yes. Excuse me. This soda is making me burp like crazy. Oh, God. Okay. No, here's what a big thing for me. I mention it all the time on the podcast because mm-hmm. we talk about action movies all the time, which I love. My favorite, my favorite genre. But I'm watching Hawkeye right now, the TV show. And the last episode, uh, episode four, had an atrocious fight scene. I mean, it oh, was it? fucking garbage. It was no. ugly. It was terrible. Undeci- you couldn't even decipher it. It was a terrible fucking fight scene. On a rooftop, mm. it was terrible. Mm. And it makes me think about Cowboy Bebop, which got canceled. Yeah. And those fight did- scenes were, from what the first four episodes that I saw... Especially the one fight scene on the roof with the guy who's supposed to be a martial artist was mm-hmm. fucking atrocious. It was ugly yeah. as shit. One of the reasons, in my opinion, the Matrix stands the test of time beyond the fact that it's just a good movie. It looks good. It's a cool story. Mm-hmm. It's cool, good music, cool outfits. All, but beyond all of that, what makes it last is because the actors are doing the fucking stunts. Yeah. The actors are the actors took six months to sit there and learn aspects of the fight. So when we see fucking Lawrence doing his shit 
He that's him doing the shit. Yeah. When we watch him fight Neo in the dojo program. That's those two actors actually fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. And we know that from the history of the Matrix that Neo broke hurt his back or hurt his neck or whatever, so he couldn't kick a lot. So that's why in that fight scene he's not kicking a lot. Yeah. And it's shit like that that makes the movie it feels real, looks good, and they can hold Hong Kong style. Mm-hmm. They can with with their Hong Kong, you know, stunt coordinators, they can pull that camera back and have faith that Agent Smith is gonna do the choreo and it's gonna fucking look good. Yeah. That's that's why it lasts, you know? And then a few years later we get born and it looks like garbage. It looks like, and I can't even just an edited choppy. I just mess, can't yeah. even watch those movies anymore. They're so bad. Yeah. Cause and the story is so fucking cool. The story is dope, but yeah, those action, those fight scenes in, in Bourne movies are atrocious. And that, that to me, is exactly where, like, the raid and John Wick would come into play, which is like, okay, pull the camera back. Yeah. Pull the camera back. Give us some. Let's see Common do this shit. We'll see Halle Berry do this shit. And, you know, I was showing my fiance, we were watching Hawkeye again. I was talking about the Hawkeye. And I always come back to Black Widow. How Black Widow is a fucking terrible movie with terrible yeah. action sequences and it looks like garbage. And I was like, you know, in John Wick, Halle Berry trained for like eight months. Like with the dogs, yeah. with the gun. If you don't believe Well, she went to... I think it was one of those things that Keanu's been doing leading up to that, which I think him and Halle like went to the range together. Oh, I showed her the range clip. Yeah. And like the fact that Keanu Reeves and Halle Berry are out, are out here... Working a real sequence of fire, yeah, and it looks and it looks even if they're not hitting target, it looks solid. Like they don't have, the goal isn't here for them to. They're shooting real guns. That's great. Yeah, and they're hitting target. That's I'm not saying they have to get fucking bullseyes. The point is that yeah. the, the movements look real, solid. efficient. Yeah. So in the Matrix, when we see Neo say, "I know kung fu." We see him do kung fu. Because he knows kung fu. Yeah, when we see Jean-Claude Van Damme do the splits, he does the fucking splits. He does it real wide. They don't get a fucking a stunt double to do the splits. Yeah. When he does a fucking jump, spin, crane, kick, or whatever the fuck it is, he fucking does it, you know? Yeah. So and that's one of the big reasons as to why the movie lasts so long and, like, action movie lore. Yeah. Beyond it being such a fucking, like when you think about it, Zach, like think name off every element of the matrix. Uh, what do you mean? Like genre element influence, like name them off. It's a billion. Uh, I mean, you've got, first of all, you've got techno, you got Dracula, obviously you get, Trench coats. Uh huh. You get, uh, you know, like big giant, like, um, building, wiping, like action sequences. You get kung fu. You get. And not even just kung fu. Uh, you get techno. You get cyber. You get shit. Hong Kong kung fu. Right. You get Hong Kong gunplay. Yeah. But then we also give you like Ghost in the Shell and anime influence and. Mm-hmm. Neuromancer and Snowcraft, like all these like literary cyberpunk elements, you get like it shouldn't work. 
Yeah. It, I, I there's a YouTube channel I watch called Hong Kong Cinema Appreciation Society, and it's a guy who loves Hong Kong movies and posts about them and reviews them, and it's a really great channel. Mm-hmm. If you excuse me, really like Hong Kong cinema, and he made a video a while back like, "What's your favorite movie or whatever." And my mm-hmm. re- my comment was The Matrix because no yeah. other movie that has as part anime, part manga, part cyberpunk literature, part part Hong Kong action, Hong Kong martial arts combined into one movie should work. Yeah, like yeah, definitely on paper it's a mishmash of things that like sounds like it would be a train wreck. Somehow it works. Yeah. How do you like sell that? Like, yeah, you we jack you in to a computer. That's what I would like to hear. I would like to hear the pitch meeting of how the Wachowskis tried to pitch this so, to people who don't understand like what the Matrix is. I read a book. It's now everybody like gets it. Like you just say the Matrix and like people know what you're talking about. But yeah. in nineteen like ninety eight or whatever, whenever they pitched it, like nobody had a clue what they were talking about. Most people barely knew what the internet was. So I read a book a few months ago called the um best movie year ever and it's about mm. 1999 which i had mm. no idea that many damn movies that were fucking solid came out in 99 but there's a chapter in the matrix right and they explain like how even in the pitch meetings after they already agreed to the movie the studio's like so what's wait what's the matrix like what is it? How do you wait? They're in it. They're not in it. What? It's a program. Like I don't understand. I don't understand. And you know, how do you sell that to the mass public? Which to me, yeah. just feels like people who are older than me in 1999, maybe they're just dumb, <laughs> or that they're just that so far away from computers that now, since everyone is so connected, literally and figuratively. That the concept yeah. makes more sense now than than it did in 1998. Yeah, I think it's definitely yeah one of those things that yeah I think if the Matrix had never been made and you tried to pitch it today, it would make a lot more sense to somebody pitching it. I mean, now you've got like you know you got like Facebook Metaverse and all that shit. Like they're fucking trying to make the Matrix real for well, some reason. I mean, now so. they just be like, okay, so you you you're you're a source of life, and then we. Machines, you fight the machines inside a program, and then the person will be like, "Oh, so it's just it's just sort of online." It's yeah, it's like sort of online, but they're like fighting robots. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess, it's I guess like so. that, yeah. I guess, but you I guess look, like, like... But you die when you're in it. Oh, so kind of like sort sort so of online, like sort of. So it actually is sort of online. Uh, yeah, I guess that, that was only because they were like locked in the program, right? Yeah, and sort of online. Yeah, they the creator of the game uh took away everybody's ability to log off so. and that's why they die if they died right yeah yeah it was something like that and it was also something about how the vr headset worked like it was it was like not only did he take off the ability for them to log off but i think it's like he messed with something in like the program or something like that so it made damage like feel real real it's all it's all in your head like connected to your right so it was like so yeah basically like yeah if you died you would have brain death because it would feel like you really died so matrix yeah which is basically morphe's being like well 
you lose your brain, you know, you're dead. So, yeah. Zach, what do you when you come back at the Matrix, the first one? What scenes mm. really kind of like? Obviously, to me, it's so many, but like, what? Which ones stand out? Yeah. Which are your favorite, if you have any? Um, I really like, especially rewatching it. I actually really, honestly, like uh, Agent Smith's talk with Morpheus when he's got Morpheus like yeah, chained so up, good. and he's talking about how like tired of this place. He he's tired of this place. He like talks about how humanity is like a disease and like he's like yeah oh my god it's such a good monologue from him um so that's great and then you know i mean it's like you can't even pick one just like every single action sequence in this movie that, is that like um, interrogation scene though it's it's kind of it always grosses me out with how like sweaty oh the way morpheus so looks sweaty. yeah and like well, he looks like Smith is, he does that thing where he like I don't even remember what, he like wipes sweat and he like puts it up to his nose and he like almost makes it look like like Morpheus is like like huffing cocaine like, or something like that. It's very Smith strange. Like, hold touching his head. He's like it's I'm yeah. like he's so sweaty and he's like Ugh. he's like stinks and all this stuff. I'm like this is just a gross scene, dude. It's just you know <laughs> which makes sense to me because when you couple it with Cypher eating the steak, where yeah. it's like I know it's not real. My brain's telling me it's real. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I, um, my favorite scene, oh, man. Growing up, dude, as a kid, mm-hmm. the first act of the movie always really freaked me out. Oh, with the belly button? The, be- shit the mouth. And, the, and with his the mouth. Belly button. Yeah. And then what the, really what it was was like when I was playing Path of Neo as a kid, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, here we go. I can play as Neo finally. And the game, in my mind, I know I'm not the one yet. So having to, like, fight an agent in the game before I'm the one, I'm, like, mm-hmm. scared. I'm like, I don't want to fight the yeah. game. But having watching Neo, even now, him run through the cubicles, it gives oh, yeah. me anxiety. It's a very, yeah, it's a very stressful scene and the way that they shot it too because it's always just like it's super tight in on neo and it's like all this like they really do make it seem like the playing hide and seek yeah. type of thing where um yeah the way they shot that is is really great well, and two which i agree completely they build the tension really well in that scene but number two is that they never tell us explicitly just yet that these guys these programs are gonna or are gonna fuck you up. They don't tell us that yeah. explicitly yet, but we know enough by how Trinity reacts on the phone at the beginning of the movie when she's like, mm-hmm. "Are there agents?" and they're like, "Yes," and she's like, "Shit," and then she immediately yeah. is like, all out running. So you know from the get go, the movie context clue wise, like, like Neil definitely can't escape from this unless he listens to this otherworldly voice you know because there's, there's no mm. way he's gonna beat them in a, in a fucking fight so yeah. even that like there's build on it so well so the tension's already there as the viewer like oh this is and then he gets to the window scene and you're like there's no way he's gonna do it no let me give you that double that, that flip you're like okay he's gonna do it right and it's like no he's definitely gonna do it no, and he's like not, not gonna, gonna do, do it. it i uh and then the fucking the yeah, the the tracker machine thing. 
Oh, and they like try to get it out of him. Yeah, that always freaked me out as a kid. Well, that's the other. That's the one part where it's like that's the one object they have that's kind of like because everything else is like it's supposed to be 1999, so everything is like relative to that yeah. time. That's the one thing where it like shows up. I'm like, what, what is this yeah, thing? It's like awkwardly big. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's like super huge, and it's like it's got the weird like cyberpunky look like something from like the real yeah. world would look like once they actually get to the Nebuchadnezzar and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it just shows up in the middle of the matrix. And I'm like, it's, it's very strange. Also, it's like, thing. even when they explain in the movie, like, yeah, people aren't going to notice you unless you do too much to bend the matrix. Then we'll start, no- they'll start noticing you. Right. Yeah. You're a gaggle of people wearing leather. We're going to notice you because I'll tell you right damn yeah. now I've been around people like going to conventions or going to the mall or like when you no, know, you notice people who wear, people leather. Who wear full leather outfits. Yeah. I notice you dude. I'm going to notice <laughs> you. And maybe that's because I grew up in a, I grew up in a time where Columbine happened. Yeah. You know, and there was, was and I was alive for it. It wasn't like some sort of like memory that these like younger kids mm-hmm. have, or they don't, they just hear about and whatever. Like yeah. when I, I still associate full leather with trench coat mafia, even though we know no. trench coat mafia was not that, but the point being, we had to live through the fucking news cycle saying that, and I still very much associate full leather trench coat with weirdo. Yeah, it still has that connotation to it. Even when today, I was in, you never see. When I was yeah. in middle school, I had a friend of mine. His name was Paul, and he uh, he would he would wear a full leather trench coat to school, <laughs> and we would be hanging out like Kyle, all our friends. We'd be hanging out before a class or whatever. He was never in any of our classes, but he would have like mm-hmm. he had like long hair. He would wear like jeans and then like shoes, mm-hmm. and he would like wear like a shirt, and then he over it he would wear a full leather trench coat. And I remember being like Paul, I I I I, I dig it in theory. But I'm wearing a plaid shirt because I'm in eighth grade, and maybe you shouldn't wear a trench coat, bro. <laughs> but then the Dark Knight came out a couple years later, and guess what? All he back went, again. He went full in. He went full tilt. He was like he he, Did he? he didn't do anything bad. I was like he like he was one of those guys that like, yo, I love the Matrix. I love Equilibrium, and then yeah. Dark Knight comes out. I, Fucking love the Joker, dude. Fucking love the Joker, bro. And I remember being like, I, I don't get it. I don't get nah, it. Yeah, I don't get it either. That, that scene's great. The one I'm talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. Fight scene wise, dojo scene, ten out of ten. The dojo's great, and then. But when he fights Agent Smith in the train station. Yeah, I was gonna say the last fight with Agent Smith is. I mean, that's – we, like, break the bars with that when, one. That's, like, 15 out of, 15 out of when 10. Tr- when Trinity's just... like, run, run. Why isn't he running? And Morpheus is like, he's starting to – He's beginning he's to, believe. to believe. You're like, dude, fuck, dude, what? Let's do it, dude. Here for it, man. Oh. Uh, and they do that first running punch when they the, – the, No, the, no, they the run and shoot at each and other. And they end like yeah. this. He's like, you're out. He's like, you're out. You're yeah, out, too. Fucking eat it up, dude. Eat that shit up. <laughs> and then just the idea of, like, 
he's struggling in the fight still, but he's landing some hits. He's struggling. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, when you see him easily, like, one-handedly fighting three agents at once, you're like, dude. That shit where he's just, like, lazily doing it is, like, it's the most badass shit. Looking at the fucking, like, looking around him, it's like, dude, fucking rad, bro. I, um, Uh, so I have to bring it up. Okay. It wouldn't be a podcast about the Matrix if I didn't bring up Dragula. So I came home from work. Dig through the ditches, I came man. Home from work a few days ago, and mm-hmm. my fiance said, "Hey, do you know Rob Zombie?" And I was, do I know I Rob like, Zombie? First off, well, yeah, but why? And she yeah. listens to a true crime podcast, which is like I can't remember what it's called, but two. It's like two lady, two females host it. Two two chicks host it. It's like morbid or mm-hmm. so, one of those podcasts that I have never listened yeah. to, but I'm sure it's fine. Um, they're just not they're not what we listen to in terms of black humor. Um, yeah, but they posted the, the, those the hosts of the podcast posted their Spotify Wrapped, and they both had Rob Zombie in the their top. <laughs> and I was like, well, so why? why, why? Like, oh, the podcast top Rob Zombie is like, oh, Rob Zombie or White Zombie? Which one? Because they're very different. So like, oh, it was Rob That's Zombie. True. I go, Rob Zombie. Yes, I absolutely know Rob Zombie. I, lo- I know I know White <laughs> Zombie too, but I'm gonna tell you this. So I went into a whole tangent about the band and how White Zombie broke yeah. up, and he went and did this, and, he, and he, Rob Zombie sounds like Ministry, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, so if you ever hear me talk about the Matrix on my podcast. Well, Zach, I will always bring up, excuse me, Dragula, which is a song by White Zo- or by Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. And I walked over to my record collection, which is in the living room, and I pulled out that album of Rob's. I was like, I bought the album. It's a great album, but primarily just yeah. wanted it for Dragula, Dragula and Living Dead Girl, but Dragula primarily. I was like, this album? Yeah. I'm, I was like, I, tell, I was telling her, like, if, if we watch Matrix 4 and there's, Neo is not walking down the fucking street that we see him on in the trailer, the nightclub, whatever, he just mm-hmm. has to hear it. Not, not, like, not even loud, just like echoed like in the background, just faintly in the background, faintly in the background, he's, through the, and he's, <laughs> and the door, the doors, maybe, or maybe he walks past the club. And then, like, he's looking, there's, like, a line there, and everyone's, like, it's all neoned up, and people are all, you know, nostalgically looking like rave people from the 90s. And then the door opens, when the bouncer opens the door, and as the door opens, and then it closes and fades back out. And then Neo can look, and then it's like, huh. And then keep walking. That's all I need. That's all I would need. Because there's something about, and I don't even know why, it's hmm. something about how I'm trying to figure out. Like, I think it's because Rob Zombie or the Wachowskis or Ministry or whoever industrial metal. Mm-hmm. The fact that that to me is now synonymous with cyberpunk. Because <laughs> you want you watch cyberpunk games, cyberpunk mm-hmm. the game. They go industrial, right? It's like the sound of the, it's like the yeah. genre of the f- cyberpunk future. So the idea of like techno metal 
even when I say it out loud, I feel like a goof. Like, I'm, I'm going to go into my car and listen to Static X or something like that. I feel goofy. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad genre. It's not, they're not bad bands. I just feel weird being like, I should get a glow stick and, like, do figure eights or something, you know, and, like, listen to this band. And... You could do the arm movement. Yeah, too. it's just the idea uh, that Neo went to a club as, like, a 37-year-old man. He's against the wall, and the music of the the machines, like, yeah, here's the music of the future. It's Rob Zombie. Here's the music of your people. It's Dragula by Rob Zombie. This is what the kids are and, banging and, to. And the fact that it sounds like it makes sense to me. I don't know if it's because The Matrix told me that it makes sense, or because it just makes sense because whatever. I don't know what it is. But there's something mm. about the scene. Just, uh, and it may still, it's the whole sequence. It's the camera pan mm. of the different people in the club that Neil's with. And they're all hanging out. And it's like, the song's playing. And it passes through the wall. And it cuts to Neil leaning against the wall. And he on his face. And you see Trinity walk up. It's that whole sequence, which is like, he followed the white rabbit. We're digging through mm. some ditches. Burning through some witches. And now your life begins. It's like, what the... F- it just, it, it just really, like... I don't know. As, as a fucking nine-year-old, when I watched the movie, or ten, or whatever the fuck, being mm-hmm. like, yeah. That's the future. That's, that's the, the future. That's the tight shit. You know? So, I don't know. An- anything else you want to mention, though? Um... Nothing else too big. I think we hit all the the major points. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's I don't know. It's yeah, it's super hard to talk about a movie like this because it's like, it's good, it's very, it's fantastic. Everybody knows it is. So it's like, it's hard to find what else to like add to the conversation that like hasn't already been said before yeah. by us even because this is not the first time we talked about the Matrix. No, 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 no. And de- not definitely the first time to talk about Dracula. Mm-hmm. And like I said to you before, dude, if there isn't yeah. Dragula in Matrix Four, I'm gonna custom edit Dragula into the damn movie just to send it to you. Because the there Wachowskis or whoever, which one is it, Lana doing it? Either way, I think it's Lana. It has to happen, and it's not even a big deal. It's a small, like a small. Just, if we're gonna do other nods, if we're just gonna bring back every other fucking character but change their fucking face. We can bring back fucking yeah. Dragula. You can bring it's back ten Dragula. seconds. If you're gonna bring back the thing where he loses his mouth again, you can yeah. bring back Dragula. And if Neo takes another fucking pill, if he takes a second, <laughs> well, he looks like he's taking a bunch of pills. Right. So. Like if, they, if if fucking New Morpheus is like, hey, <laughs> do you remember this? And that fucking theme song plays. That music plays. You can bring back fucking Dracula. It's just what it yeah. is. So, that's the Matrix, guys. Story's good, action's good, effects are yeah. good. The fact that they made a whole new rig just to do bullet time—they invented it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's another. I guess that would be another thing that's the craziest was like the fact that like this movie essentially—I don't think it invented it, but it popularized oh, like yeah. the bullet time aspect of special effects, which became like a staple in every knockoff beam action movie for like the next 
10 years. I do want to add this before we end the podcast. Uh, My favorite actor in this movie is not Keanu Reeves. It's goddamn Fishburne. He is so good in this. That's why I'm so mad that he's not in the next one. If, if he's not in the next one, I don't know, but either way, he is so he's great in general. It's not Joey pants, right? He's great in everything, but he is exceptional as Morpheus. He is. He's really, I mean, I think this has got to be like the best role he's ever done. Yeah. Just the way that he talks, his like he's like real like um, he really is. There's a, uh, a third a third party figure company that makes six uh, six scale figures, and they released mm-hmm. Matrix figures. That I didn't get just the box. I missed them, but they released. They mm-hmm. and they can't call them Neo because there's copyright, right? So and they the faces look just uh-huh. slightly different. That just to avoid huh. like the Hot Toys makes like these are branded licensed matrix toys right uh, toy mm-hmm. figures these other companies make them and they have to just ship them just a little bit that way they can't get sued for it right or get get sued right. effectively so they released a bunch of matrix figures like like a year and a half ago and they released them from matrix 2 pretty much and 2 and 3 and some from 1 but they called okay. neo like the messiah figure and mm-hmm. I think they called Morpheus like the um, the prophet or something like that, which is like that's exactly what he is. He's literally just he's the he's a disciple. He's a goddamn he's a he's a he's fucking Paul. He's a he's a Bible character, preaching yeah. the you know resurgence of of Jesus. Uh, I don't know what you would consider Trinity. I don't know what Bible reference that is, but she is something. Mary Magdalene? No, because Jesus, she is the mama Jesus. I thought there was another Mary. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus marries. He, he, he marries a, a Mary too. Yeah, but Mary Magdalene's his mom. But oh, either gotcha. way, Trinity too. Carrie Ann Moss. Like I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff. I've pretty much just seen her in this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what else she's really done outside of the Matrix. She's steadily working. I just never see the stuff she's in. I'm pretty sure yeah. she was in fucking um, Jessica Jones. Oh, I was she? Watch, I didn't watch Jessica Jones. Yeah, I never watched it, so I have no... But as Trinity, she's fantastic. She's great. Uh, whoever... Hugo Weaving fantastic. as Agent Smith I, is goddamn terrifying. I have terrifying. no expectations for... When I see that guy, and even I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of his work, obviously... I definitely mm. don't expect him to to like be like, yeah, I'm gonna do a kung fu movie. Yeah, I'm and then go it. and then like go and like like train. I don't see him doing that, but he yeah. fucking did it. He fucking put in that work. Yeah, I guarantee if Peter Jackson asked him to practice with a sword for six months, he would have fucking did it. Hey, you're playing Elrond. Go train for a year with a blade. He'd be like, I already already did it. Already, already, already there. Got coach. it. Wachowski would have put it in the next movie just so, just so that he was already double training. Um, he's great. The guy who plays Tank, so good. Yeah, he's good. Too. And I don't remember why he's not. He made, I don't know uh, why he's not in the next movie. Did he ask for more money or something? Or I don't know. I never heard anything else about that because I always, I thought it was weird too that yeah Link shows up in the next one and that's like he just takes over that spot. Let's find out. I'm pretty sure it was like a money thing. 
It makes sense. I mean, that's what happened with the guy who played War Machine or whatever. Yeah. Um... Where he went to the next, what, I think it was Iron Man 2, and he was like, I want more money. And they're like, see ya. Yeah, the, the guy from Hustle and whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to Google it. Why didn't Tank appear in Matrix Reloaded? Different turn for either dis- disputes between the actor and the studio. Mm. So. And okay. he was, uh, no offense to Link. He's fine. Yeah. But Tank is so much cooler. Tank is Tank is Tank great. Is so much cooler. I love Tank a lot. He's a better operator in terms of like just his personality. Yeah, he's much more like personable. Like I get the thing with Link where they were trying to establish like the family connection stuff where it's like not just, you know, nameless people on a yeah. ship, like it's somebody who actually has a connection back to Zion or whatever, but Tank was so good. Yeah, I, I and you can't even go cipher, great villain. Um, and uh, honestly, like a, you know, very unconventional villain. Yeah, like I definitely didn't didn't That's expect good. him to be like, yeah, I want to get put back in. Yeah, it's a weird motivation that he has, where he's like, yeah, I've seen the truth, and fuck yeah, this, yeah, I want to go back. You figure would have been like, yeah, I want to be. On the machines to give me power, but he's like, no, I just want to go in, back in. I want to yeah. not remember none of this. And it also gets to that point though, where it's like, I always have that thought where he has that scene where it's like, he can't actually think that they're like able to wipe his memory. Yeah. Like, there's... you really think that like they can just like rewrite your memory? They're just gonna kill you, dude. I mean, I guess they could if they just stick you in the matrix. They're just gonna screen, kill you. But... Yeah. Duh, Cipher, they're just gonna kill you, man. So, yeah. love The Matrix, 10 out of 10 movie. We're going to be back next week. Are we doing 2 and 3 the next Matrix week? 2 and 3? Next week, 2 and 3. Oh. Yeah, 17th. Week, weekend of the 17th. Yes. Reloaded, Revolution, uh, Revolutions. And then the following week, Matrix 4. Matrix 4. And I guess we could do Kingsman week after. I think so. That week of the the twenty seventh, yeah, yeah, I think that would work. We do that way, so we'll figure it out. But yeah. for sure, next week, two and three Matrix, and then after that, Matrix four. Thanks guys for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you back next week with more. Check the vending machines.